0: Um, Mikel, I'm, I'm just wondering what, what reaction you've had to the Nottingham Forest game and, and you know, going into such a massive game against Liverpool, such a pivotal point of the season in a semi-final of a cup competition. Are you going to get the desired response from your players?
1: Well, obviously, we were all extremely disappointed and upset um, after the game. Um, we analysed what happened, we discussed it, we talked about it. And hopefully learn from it. And um, and after that, you have to throw that in the bin, take the lesson, and move on. Because the game that we have ahead of us tomorrow is uh, too important.
0: Um, we are live in our Good Morning Transfers program at the moment, so I hope you'll in- indulge me just a couple of transfer questions slightly early on in the press conference. I was I was hoping to ask you about um, Dusan Vlahovic and Arsenal's interest in him. Is there any optimism on on your part that you can you can do this deal in January?
1: I'm really sorry to disappoint you, but you know that I'm not going to be discussing any any transfer rumors, and um, I never done it, and um, and obviously we cannot do it.
0: Are you hopeful that you can get what you want this month in terms of improving the squad?
1: What what I really want this month is that we have as many players as possible fit and healthy, and uh, we do the best and maximum that we could uh, with those players, and after that we have a and a strategy of how we want to evolve and improve the team and um, and whenever that is possible, we're going to try to do it, but um, we all know that this market is extremely difficult.
0: In terms of outgoings in Kedia, Mari, Kolasinic, are you, are you expecting to, to lose any of those players this month?
1: Again, this part of the, the strategy, every individual situation, it um, is different. Um, there's a lot of factors that contribute to, to making that decision. But at the moment, everybody that is here is, um, is fully involved.
0: And I just wanted to ask you about Nino Tavares as well. Um, obviously, w- w- what happened at the, at the weekend? What did you make of, of his reaction and what have you said to him since?
1: That these things happen in football, and um, and I'm there to make the right decisions to try to get the best performance out of the team. And um, it's not pleasant uh, to make those decisions; um, it leaves you a bad taste. And um, but at the same time, we are here to help our players, and to help our players, you have to do it in many different ways. And um, and hopefully that's a way because certainly we want to support our players, we want to help them. And and the fact that you have to make a decision on a day, uh, in my side, it gives me more encouragement even to to help them because I've been there and I've been substituted after 45 minutes and I've been upset or I have made my um, wrong decisions in my life. It's part of a process and and a development phase in in any career And, um, and it's part of the experiences. And some experiences, unfortunately, they don't have to be pleasant. But most of those, uh, if you take them the right way, uh, they are the, really the ones that help you to progress and and become a better person or player.
0: When you think back to when it happened to you, what what was your reaction at the time?
1: And upset. also upset, upset <laughs> and and the coach is wrong, and this is not fair, and and this is normally the reaction. and uh, we known I didn't get that reaction at all. Um and uh and that's it is for me. It's just a, a moment, and uh, move on, and uh, focus on in all the good things as well that he's done since uh, since he's been here. And and that's it. Have you got any fresh
0: injury concerns for the Liverpool game, Mikel, or any anybody returning
1: from we the team cons- of- It's extremely volatile and uncertain. Um, I don't know what the situation we're going to have today is different to the situation we had yesterday. Certainly. Uh, obviously, I cannot get into any detail with that, but um, it's what it is. It's um, in the last week or so we lost so many players for many different reasons, and uh, and we are trying to adapt to that and um, and use the players that we have and uh, and make the most out of it. And, and just to clarify, are those mostly injuries, or, there, or do you have a, any more COVID issues? There've been different reasons to it. There've been some injuries, some COVID. Uh, some absence with players that they have to to be away, obviously, with the African Nations Cup. So, different reasons.
0: Uh, and we know Liverpool obviously had the, uh, you know, with the first leg postponed. It, it is, could that situation arise again for, for this game? Or are you are you confident you have enough players?
1: You can never guarantee anything because uh, you know that this changes dramatically in in ten seconds that the doctor comes through the door and gives you the news. And we have experienced that already twice this season. Um, our willingness is always to play.
0: Michael, thanks for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Paul.
2: Ian at TalkSport.
0: Thanks, Mark.
3: Good morning, Michael. How are you? Morning, Ian. Um, the dynamics of this tie have really changed now because whereas you were at home first, you're now going to be at home second. So, does that change the way you approach this game at
1: Anfield? The dynamics change uh, because the timing of the game becomes uh, different. Um, the The first leg is in a different place. It's completely uncertain and uh, and unpredictable, but it's what it is. So I don't know how it's going to change. Nobody knows till we are on that pitch and, and we we'll start to to compete to reach that final.
3: I know you've got players away with the African Nations Cup as well, but I mean to face a Liverpool team that hasn't got most salary or. Sadio Mane, does that give you
1: hope? I always have hope uh, when, when I play and when I'm competing for any trophy. Um, they have a couple of players out. Uh, we certainly have uh, a lot out as well. It's what it is. Um, we're going to have to go there to try to win the first match because we are going to put us in a better position for the second one.
3: Uh, you mentioned before the doctor maybe coming and knocking on your door and you, know, you don't want to see him. Uh, because of what happens regarding I'm telling you you can't play players because of COVID. Uh, what did you make of Liverpool saying they've had a lot of false positives so actually some of the players they thought had COVID actually didn't. I and mean, I think it was only uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold who actually did in the end. I mean, Does that frustrate you that maybe yes, you actually could have played this game
1: last week? It's something that is not in our control and uh, the EFL is responsible to to check um every single player's status, and then make the decision whether that game has to be played or not. And the decision wants to postpone the match, so I'm sure that uh, if that was the case, they had the right arguments to do so.
3: But The whole idea of, of, of trusting these results and maybe getting false positives, I mean, when you come in every morning and your players are tested, um, I mean, how, can, how do you know that they're as reliable as it can
1: possibly be? Well, just trusting that those tests they're going to be as reliable as possible. It was, it is always going to be a percentage that uh, might get the results wrong. Uh, first of all, you have to trust the people who does it, um, that is done the right way, and we have the right equipment or so the best possible equipment that we have. And and after that, yeah, whatever happens after that, uh, difficult to judge. Just two more
3: quickly. Um, As with Tavares, going back to to him on Sunday, when a player comes off, and you you said it's happened to you before, when he comes off, do you like to see a reaction because it shows that they care? Or would you rather he just went and sat down and maybe behind closed doors in the dressing room show that his disappointment, your decision?
1: That's a really personal thing. It's not what you prepare. It's it's something that you don't certainly train. So I think he he comes... uh, into the emotional moment and, and, and the character of that player.
3: And finally, it's a transfer question, but not about whether you're signing players or not signing players. Last season, at this time, there was COVID and, and, and we didn't have any spectators in the stadium. Uh, we do this time around, so therefore clubs will have a bit more money. Do you think that we're going to see clubs spending the money or do you think that we might see them wait until the summer? I mean, How do you think that the actual window is going to pan out for everybody?
1: I don't know the financial power and position of, of all the clubs. Um, you hear a lot of rumours, like you hear about us. Some of them um, can be possible, some others they are not even considered. Um, I think clubs are always willing to try to improve. We know that there are a couple of clubs in England now that they have the possibility to buy players in this January. Some of them they have already done. Uh, I'm expecting more activity than last year because clubs are in a better position, but uh, I don't know how far we've come still um, through this pandemic.
3: Brilliant. It's a good luck tomorrow night, Michael.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
4: Mark, Press
2: Association. Hey, Mikhail. Hi. Um, you mentioned now that some deals not even considered by the club. Is, is it realistic for Arsenal to be linked with players? I, I mean, you mentioned Vlahovic earlier on. I know you're not going to talk about individuals, but to be linked with players when you're not in Europe and the finances that are involved in those kind of deals, are they kind of the unrealistic deals that you're talking about? I
1: don't know. Um, Historically, this club has always been targeting the best players in the world and uh, the best players in the world that were always interested uh, to come here. And um, I can say that that situation hasn't changed. So every time I have spoken to any player, they were so willing to come. I haven't faced any other situation. And uh, that's one of our biggest powers, and uh, and our capacity to to get the attention of people to come and, and join our club is something that it's um, is a big advantage for us.
2: Neil Smith Rose fitness is being assessed ahead of tomorrow, I believe. But he, he lost his place in your starting lineup recently. Have you had to talk to him about that? And and when he's fit, what does he have to do to, to earn a recall?
1: Uh, the reason why that happened it was because he wasn't fit um nothing else his performances uh, when he's been fit they've been extraordinary um the way he's evolving um with the important that he's he has in the team um i think it's without a doubt uh really really positive but he's had an issue that he's been carrying and obviously that has affecting his ability to train his ability to compete the amount of minutes that we can give him and we are trying to get that situation resolved as quick as possible because um we need the best version of Emil um, for us to be successful.
2: A few months ago, you spoke after after a game and said that Emil had needed to change some of his lifestyle choices. Since then, he's gone on to play for England and he's scoring regularly for Arsenal. So, is that is that are you happy with that reaction? Is that proof that those changes are, are taking effect?
1: Yeah, but that takes um, the demands in every area, in every aspect, um, to a completely different level. The moment that you have more exposure. Um media wise, expectation wise, you play with the national team, you go to the national team and you score, you are scoring frequently, then the demands, the loads, the stress, um, everything is higher and you have to cope with that and And people think that, that naturally it's easy to do and it's not that easy to do and then you have to start to think that you're going to be playing 60, 70 games, playing pain free, it just doesn't happen <laughs> in elite sports and you have to start to live with that.
2: There's another player, obviously, he's coming back from COVID, he could miss out tomorrow. And I know you spoke last time about potentially being short in midfield. Was there any thinking that with with Ainsley going to Roma, you could have postponed that deal until the end of the transfer window so you'd have had him for these games? Or was that something that couldn't happen?
1: We talked about all the possibilities. When you are um, finalising a deal, there are certain things that you cannot miss out if you want to complete that deal. Um, I, again, I said the interest of the player was that clear after what happened in the summer, um, that we felt it was the right thing to do. And it was a matter of of a day or two that we tried to do that, Um, but as well you have to have the play in the right mindset to compete knowing that he's going to leave the next day. So, uh, I don't think that we can make a decision that is going to have an impact in the next six, 18 months just for a day or two. Um, I don't see it very logical. I just
2: finally uh, want to let you and catch you if I can. if you can't, I know you, you're trying to convince him to sign a new deal. If, if you can't get him to sign that new deal, would you rather keep him and him leave for, for free in the summer than, than sell him now, given your options you've got in attack at the moment?
1: The situation is that Eddie is our player and Eddie going to stay here with us. So he won't be going anywhere in January? He's our player and he's under contract, so he will stay with us. Thanks, Mikel. Thank Thanks, Mark.
4: Nick, haters? Uh, morning, Mikael. I'm, I'm just wondering, when do you get your COVID test back and when will you know if Granite Xhaka is available to play or not? Excuse me? When will you know if Granite Xhaka is available to play or not in terms of his, Hopefully COVID today.
1: TV? Hopefully today. Not tomorrow. Hopefully today.
4: Okay. And, and he's physically well enough to play if he's got a negative test, is he?
1: That's the argument that we are having, you know, that uh, obviously after having COVID, um, they are going through that. Um, illness in a different way. Some players are having symptoms, some of them are affecting them, some players after training or the first few training sessions they are struggling and some of them are completely fine. So whenever we have the the option to train granite fully with the team, we will see what where he is at. Um, I don't know where he will be physically. I know where he's going to be mentally. <laughs> he's going to be fully committed to play straight away the next minute that, uh, that he has a clearance
4: just wondering if the forest defeat um has any impact on your selection you've got this game then Tottenham, and then liverpool again and in february you've only got two matches now Do you just need to get every player out there and say look just give me everything 100 for these three games and then you can have a rest afterwards because our season could hang on these next three matches Uh,
1: well we know the impact that those matches are going to have in our season Um, we knew before forest and we didn't have a lot of options we had uh, 10 players that they could not start that game. That's half of the team uh, for different reasons. So um, it was a big lesson. Uh, We know that we didn't perform at the level, it wasn't good enough. And uh, we have to move on because the next four games that we had ahead of us are too far, too important.
4: Did you think about asking to have that match postponed against Forrest?
1: No, we didn't. We didn't. Everything occurred pretty quickly. Um, I might repeat myself. We are willing to play football matches. We don't want to keep postponing matches. Um, that's how we're going to try to intend to approach every single game. If something different happens, um, we will see.
4: And just finally, on the on the League Cup, Carabao Cup itself, are you one of these people who's in favour of switching the semifinals to just a one-leg um, decider?
1: Well, with the... Um, with the look of our feature list uh, for the next few years, and, and it's something that we have talked between managers and and the Premier League as well, um, there's something has to be done. Probably it wasn't possible to do it this decision because the commitments were already arranged, but it's something that, in in my opinion, has to be discussed. Yeah.
4: And do you also discuss the future of the competition at all? Is there a danger that the League Cup could disappear from the calendar entirely in the next few years?
1: From my side, we haven't uh, reached those conversations yet.